From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, February 4th. I'm Marco Werman. The protesters in Cairo dubbed today Departure Day for Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak. I think I'm here for one, just one reason, for the guy to get out. <laughs> well, Mubarak continues to stay put despite growing U.S. pressure for him to go. Also, the unrest in Egypt makes many governments in the region anxious. Today, it's Sudan's turn. I think it's got to be making the ruling regime in Sudan very nervous. And later, a new study concludes there's a global rise in obesity. First, today's news. BBC News with Michael Poles. Hundreds of thousands of people are continuing to demonstrate in central Cairo to demand the resignation of the Egyptian President Husni Mubarak. As darkness fell, the protesters in Tahrir Square waved flags and sang patriotic songs. Earlier, the army appeared to be cooperating with protesters. Kevin Connolly watched the day's events. However familiar it's becoming, these are still memorable scenes. That is the call to prayer being delivered through an upturned traffic cone. The huge numbers of people here on the bridge praying as they wait to go into the square say their presence is a referendum on the Mubarak years. The two elections is here. That's the practical election. We do not want this guy. We do not want this regime. He lost his credibility among the people. Uh, the violence that happened. There is no credibility in a cardboard president now. As the day of departure drew to a close in a country where normal life remains paralysed by demonstration and dissent, Mr Mubarak showed no sign of departing. Tens of thousands of people also turned out in Egypt's second city, Alexandria. Despite the persistence of the demonstrators, the Egyptian government remained steadfast that it's impractical for President Mubarak to step down immediately. The Prime Minister, Ahmad Shafiq, told the BBC that Mr Mubarak was needed in the run-up to elections in September. To demand that the president step down directly and immediately, that's alien to Egyptian culture. In effect, the president has already stepped down. He will go in September. His announcement that he won't run again is tantamount to stepping down. We need him in these coming months. The Global Fund Against AIDS, Tuberculosis and Malaria has announced new financial safeguards following allegations of corruption. Germany, the fund's third largest contributor, announced last week that it was suspending its financial support for the United Nations-backed fund after an internal report left large amounts of money unaccounted for. Mark Lobel reports. Millions of dollars will be spent on a fraud-busting panel of experts for the fund and for tighter scrutiny of spending at training events. The initiatives expected to be in place by June are to stop the misappropriation of resources from a $21 billion global fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis and malaria. The fund's investigators found high levels of fraud at training events and are looking into allegations of the organised theft of anti-malarial drugs. $34 million of grant money remains unaccounted for in several countries. Armed robbers have carried out a raid inside the European Parliament building in Brussels. Two men, one of them carrying a gun, held up a post office after passing unchallenged through checkpoints. It's the third such breach of security in two years. A bank, and more recently a canteen, had previously been robbed. This is Michael Poles with the latest world news from the BBC.
At least nine people, including a three-year-old girl, have been killed during clashes among federal soldiers in a border town between North and South Sudan. A BBC correspondent said the fighting in the town of Malakal broke out because some of the troops, who were from southern Sudan, did not want to be moved to the north and disarmed. The results of a referendum confirming southern independence are expected shortly. The husband of the wounded US Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords says he's decided to resume astronaut training in preparation to command the final flight of the Space Shuttle Endeavour in April. Mark Kelly has been on leave since his wife was attacked by a gunman. From Washington, Tom Burridge. It's less than a month since his wife was shot through the head in Tucson, Arizona. But NASA has now confirmed that astronaut Mark Kelly will lead the crew of the Space Shuttle Endeavour on a mission to the International Space Station in April. As commander, he'd been training with his team for nearly 18 18-